0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott this is the afternoon news on six thirty Chad Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station.
1: It's Monday.
0: Hey Jalen Knight. And hey Andrew Gross. How are you? I am good. How are you? Oh, fabulous.
1: You were um you were away doing your your comedy thing down in Calgary on the weekend.
0: I am reborn. I had so much fun. <laughs> I'm going back next month.
1: <laughs> I, I next month. The end of this month. <laughs> the end of this month. That's yeah, right. No, it's I'll October keep care of already. your schedule for you. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I
0: appreciate that. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it was fabulous. It was a just a wonderful revigorating I felt as though my entire career came a full circle over the weekend when well, we have a chance this
1: yeah I'm, I'm interested to hear, yeah, to hear about story. this story uh, as well uh, well I'm glad I'm glad you had a great one it was uh, you know um, I thought it was going to be maybe a little bit warmer this weekend but I don't know why I um, was hoping to do some gardening but instead the kids came home from Japan oh that's the kids nice. the kids moved back from Japan uh, on Friday so hmm. um, my house is now filled with stuff oh that doesn't belong to me and
0: and kids and kids okay well that's good and it was
1: one of the comments so like when are you leaving
0: <laughs> already
1: they're, well they're going to live with grandma right oh, oh so uh they're gonna go um stay with coach's mom
0: well her japanese his japanese bride is living the dream then
1: well okay you know what <laughs>
0: Actually, <laughs> <But laughs> Hechan and he chan From and gra- Grandma
1: he ch- he, and Grandma get along actually uh, very well and, and communicate mm. very well. And um, my grandmother is um, French Canadian, oh, so there's there's conversations on all sorts of different levels that we're trying to figure <laughs> out right well, now. It's but anyway, yeah, it was the United uh,
0: Nations of Jay Leno,
1: pretty well, pretty much, and you know sometimes not as friendly. <laughs> <laughs> on the show today hey you know what at 425 we have that word of the day your chance to win your way into that trip to jamaica that we're taking january 19th and let me tell you guys um here let's put it this way we've sold this trip out mm. and then we've added more seats
0: and then we've almost sold it out again. so
1: if you're thinking about going on this yeah. trip you need to book and it's we're a, not, i'm not pulling your leg this no, is legit it's
0: a huge group this year the yeah. biggest we've ever taken i'm i'm surprised and relieved and and happy.
1: It's going to be awesome. Yeah,
0: but we're well beyond what we wanted to sell, but we don't want to say no to anybody, but there are very few seats left.
1: Yeah, so if you're interested in that one, give our friends over at New West Travel a call. Uh, Number two, Elton John tickets for you to win today. We have a musical montage, three tunes that you're going to have to identify, plus...
0: Um, another uh, part two in our leadership series. So excited to have this guest in studio just after three. We're going to have your leader on the field for the Edmonton Eskimos, quarterback Mike Riley, will be in studio with us. We'll be talking leadership, but you know me. I'll probably slide a football question in I think or off two. the
1: top, we have to ask about the weekend, but then we have to get to the leadership. The that's what it's going way. to be.
0: Yeah, let's do it in a, in a manner that doesn't cause him to leave. That would be very important. Yeah. I'm talking to myself more than anyone.
1: Well... Uh, that's why you have me. Yep. Uh, number two, we're going to head to Vegas. Yep. Um, the anniversary of that horrific shooting there. So we're going to talk with Brittany Greenslate, who's a reporter um, who was down there at the time. She's down there again right now, so we're going to check in with her. Plus, NAFTA.
0: Oh. A relief, I guess, over the weekend to uh, learn, uh, mm. well, Sunday really, that uh, night, we yeah. had reached an agreement or our uh, negotiators had uh, reached an agreement with U.S. authorities and that NAFTA, but it's not going to be called NAFTA anymore. But then, of course, the next question is, well, did we get a good deal?
1: Yeah, so so here's what's shaken. So 14 months of intensive ongoing discussions. The U.S., Canada uh, and I guess Mexico as well in there have reached a tentative deal on NAFTA but this one was between U.S. and Canada. The final stickling points there. A new arrangement is going to give the U.S. greater access to the protected Canadian dairy market and in exchange key dispute resolution measures will remain. Um, Importantly the U.S. has agreed not to slap tariffs on autos. Uh, The deal Ladies and gentlemen, will be renamed the United States Mexico Canada Agreement or
2: USMCA. It's my great honor to announce that we have successfully completed negotiations on a brand new deal to terminate and replace NAFTA and the NAFTA trade agreements with an incredible new US. Mexico-Canada agreement. We have
3: moved forward on a USMCA that uh, is good news for all three of our countries, uh, that uh, we will continue to work on things that uh, allow us to uh, benefit our workers, benefit our citizens, and take on the world uh, together as uh, a North American market
1: president trump prime minister trudeau talking today as the details were announced for a closer look at all of it dr Dwayne bratt the chair the department of economics at justice and political studies at mount royal university hi Dwayne. good afternoon well thanks for joining us i guess first off is this a win for canada
4: it depends on how you define <laughs> win um this deal is much better than not having a deal we were in a defensive position almost from the from the get-go. In other words, our objectives were not to gain additional concessions from the United States, uh, but to maintain what we already had. And if you look at it from that perspective, uh, I think we did about as best that could possibly be done. Most of the concessions that we made um, may hurt certain industries in Canada, but they all benefit consumers. Most notably, gaining greater access to U.S. dairy is going to lower the prices for Canadian consumers. And the ability of of importing more online retail from the United States is also going to benefit Canadian consumers, but not Canadian retailers. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So in a good negotiation, everybody wins or everybody loses a little, and I suspect that the latter's the case here. So let's uh, break it down a little more specifically. Dwayne, uh, dairy was a big stumbling block, just by nature of how dairy is regulated in Canada and isn't in the United States. What happened there?
4: We have given, uh, we have removed uh, two major classes of of milk products. Um, Diluted uh, milk, which has been a recent creation that's used for um, ice cream and other industrial uh, uses, um, is now coming in. They're um, going to gain greater access. It works out to about 3% of the the dairy market in Canada is going to be duty-free for U.S. farmers. This is not unusual. Canada has given up access to our dairy market under both the CETA agreement, which is with the European Union, and with the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which was with the Asian countries. Ironically, if the United States had stayed in the TPP, which Trump pulled out of on on day one of his presidency, they, they would have got similar... Um, dairy access to the Canadian market through TPP than what they've done here. It also sounds like um, Canada is going to offer a compensation package for lost market access to Canadian farmers. Again, this is not unusual. Uh, the Harper government drafted up a similar compensation package uh, under CETA uh, to, to dairy farmers. So that's really how that That works and let's be be clear yes Canada subsidizes its agriculture through the process of supply management but the United States also greatly subsidizes its agriculture as most industrial countries do
0: yeah if not uh, there wouldn't be agriculture Uh, how about automobiles
4: so they have most of the big concessions on the auto sector were in the uh, the deal that the mexicans made uh, there was a month where the mexicans negotiated separately with the united states and that's where most of the concessions were made around rules of origin and the percentage of north american content in the vehicle has been increased as well as the wages the the, the minimum floor for Mexican auto worker wages has also been increased. Both of those benefit Canada as much as they do the the United States. the The threat of um, the twenty five percent across the board tariffs on on auto uh, has been dropped. There may be a moment where tariffs are included in other auto sectors for the non North American countries, but that uh, there'll be a quota that Canada will, will be in there. So there is some protection to the Canadian uh, auto sector in this agreement.
1: Chapter 19, uh, that, was, uh, that was a big. It was talked about quite a bit, that time. Uh, Absolutely, that is a major settlement. sticking yeah.
4: point. Uh, this was the thing that, that drove the Mulroney government and, and came them close to, to walking away, was the lack of a dispute settlement mechanism. And what this is, is trade disputes, which are going to occur in the interpretation of the rules, instead of it going through let's say the canadian legal system or especially the american legal system there is an independent panel of trade experts that that deal with this Uh, this has been uh, adopted in the wto because it was precedent setting with the canada u.s one it was the biggest thing that we were looking for given that we are a tenth of the size of the united states we needed an independent referee it would be like going into a hockey game and having the, one of the teams say, well, we don't need a referee. We'll just ref the game ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't play and ref simultaneously. I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> um, and so that was what Canada, that was Canada's sticking point, and that remains in there. In fact, I looked at the language, and it looks virtually unchanged from, <laughs> from NAFTA. And in fact, most of the articles in NAFTA remain unchanged.
3: Have we
0: not historically won those confrontations when they've been brought before an independent panel?
4: Uh yes they have. Um it, it, it. But but not always, and it it shouldn't matter whether we win a lot or whether we lose a lot. It, it's having that independent uh, arbitration system.
0: That uh, I think is I ask, so critical. Dwayne, can I ask specifically about steel and aluminum because uh, I I wasn't sure if that was a last minute bargaining uh, tool that was being used. Where are the tariffs now standing? It's, with a, that? it's a
4: side agreement that they will be phased out. Um, it is not in the agreement because it's under national security, even though that was a complete ruse. This had nothing to do with national security. It was a tool that the Americans were using um, to get a NAFTA renegotiation that has been achieved so we expect that the steel and aluminum tariffs will be dropped we just don't know when those will will be but I can tell you they've already had a detrimental impact not just in Canada not just in Mexico but in the United States as well Ford had put out a statement talking about the cost of its vehicles had had increased Um, The the American military had put out uh, an an issue about how they rely on Canadian steel for some of their uh, military goods. So um, this has hurt all three parties, as trade protectionism does, Hmm. but there is nothing in the actual agreement or even in the side letters to immediately end it.
0: Uh, What about uh, Canadian companies' ability to bid on government projects?
4: Oh, this government procurement. We did not get... um, that has been largely status quo. Um, there had been attempts at um, getting rid of the, the Buy American programs that we often see in the United States, or even some of the, the projects uh, in Canada where government procurement is becoming uh, more and more important. So that um, there was no headway made on that, and that is largely status quo um, in the, the new NAFTA.
1: Duane, uh, the Prime Minister heaped uh, a ton of praise today on uh, Foreign Affairs Minister Christia Freeland. Um, w- how would you grade her performance on this and how do you think that she's going to remember be remembered uh, coming out of this one
4: I when I look at Christia Freeland um, she I see the most accomplished minister in the Trudeau government (laughs) and a potential prime minister I think she's going to come looking very strong in this situation Um, we saw it with CETA where the Harper government negotiated it but she was able to get it across the finish line she was able to get this across the finish line she was intimately involved in the negotiations which is why um, trump went after her Mm -hmm. Um, and i think she's coming out looking very very good here Um, especially given some of the criticism that she was getting from um, not so much conservatives but conservative activists were really diminishing her trump was really diminishing her but I think she came out. She's coming out looking very good here,
0: Dwayne. Uh, while we're on that, let mm-hmm. me ask you about that. This was not. This was Canada negotiating with the United States, as opposed to, in my mind, the
4: Liberals negotiating. Oh, I think it was a Team Canada approach, mm-hmm. and I'll just give you an illustration. Um, both Brian Mulroney and Rona Ambrose praised the deal today. They were both brought into mm-hmm. the room. Um, to, uh, as advisors, uh, Jerry Diaz, uh, from, uh, the, the major union in, in, in Canada was also part of that advisory board. They brought provincial premiers on side. I mean, this was a full throttle effort. And it shows compared to 30 years ago where, where the Liberals campaigned against the Canada-U.S. Free Trade Agreement, where the Liberals ran ads saying the, the, the border would disappear if, if this was passed, that the Liberals and the Conservatives now largely agree on free trade. The NDP still opposes free trade, but the Conservatives and the Liberals worked well together on this. Even Doug Ford worked on behalf of this agreement. Rachel Notley worked on behalf of this agreement. So if you can get Rachel Notley, Jerry Diaz, Doug Ford, <laughs> Brian Mulrooney, and Christia Freeland working together, yeah. that. That takes some skill. That, that sounds like the start of a really good joke.
1: <laughs> you start working yep, on that are. one.
0: Uh, can I ask one last question, Dwayne? Um, you know, oftentimes when we see a budget come down or when we see uh, some new law enacted, um, the average Canadian suddenly sees the impact in a place they didn't expect you know suddenly beer bottles aren't tall anymore they're short or you know something like that where you just go what uh, how did that happen where will the average canadian see the impact of this will it be in prescription drugs will it be
4: in what it they're allowed will be to bring in prescription back? drugs okay. and in fact that's an area where we also gave up a concession uh, and it deals with patent protection has been extended by another 20 years And that largely benefits the American pharmaceutical industry. And it will make, you won't see an increase in the price of drugs, but it will be longer before brand name drugs become generic drugs and Uh, you see hmm. a a drop. Hmm. So it's not something that consumers will be aware of. Probably the biggest thing that consumers will notice um, is the ability of import uh, porting uh, through American retailers like like Amazon, instead of it being twenty dollars, it'll be one hundred and fifty dollars and duty free. And I think oh. that's where you're going to see it. No kidding, that's great. Yeah,
1: yeah, they changed. And, and I
4: will yeah. say, when you look at this, so much of this was already in the original agreement. We're we're really talking tweaks. And the new stuff was in the Trans-Pacific Partnership, of which Canada and Mexico are a part of, and the Americans pulled itself out. There's a part of me that wonders how much of this was really done for the name change, so that, that Trump could announce that he had repealed and replaced NAFTA and replaced it with something better. And that's what he was doing in the Rose Garden today. And... That's their big victory. That's Trump's big victory, as he gets to say. He got rid of NAFTA. He brought in something bigger and better and new and improved and softer and cuddlier. <laughs> but at the sake of 14 months of drama, yeah. 14 months of economic turmoil and uncertainty, and I think some real long-standing. Um, detrimental effects on the canada u.s relationship that it, it's going to take a while to heal that
1: dr Dwayne brad joining us this afternoon always great to talk to you thanks for this
4: okay thank talk you Alrighty.
1: righty uh when we well we'll take a short break here when we come back we'll hear from president trump and uh, prime minister trudeau want to uh, hear from President Trump, from Prime Minister Trudeau uh, as well. Uh, the Prime Minister, I'm sorry, the President held uh, quite a long news conference in the Rose Garden today, again calling the uh, new trade deal uh, historic. Uh, he said uh, that the agreement will create jobs and
2: modernize trade. The agreement will govern nearly $1.2 trillion in trade,
0: which makes it the biggest trade deal in the United States' history. The president took a moment, of course, to remind everyone how much he disliked the previous deal.
2: So we have negotiated this new agreement based on the principle of fairness and reciprocity. To me, it's the most important word in trade because we've been treated so unfairly by so many nations all over the world, and we're changing that.
1: Uh, he went on to actually speak highly about uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, but acknowledge their difference on trade over the past 14 months.
2: I have to certainly... In my highest regards to Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, Uh, a lot of stories came out about uh, Justin and I uh, having difficulty together and we did over the trade deal. But I'll tell you, it's turned out to be a very, very good deal for both.
1: Prime Minister uh, Trudeau says the uh, New Deal reached on the weekend uh, represents a positive move for the country. He says uh, the agreement is a result of hard work and determination, and he called it uh,
3: a path forward. It means that when this agreement is enacted, NAFTA will be preserved, updated, modernized, and stabilized for the 21st century, as we set out to do. It means Canadian workers and their families will enjoy greater opportunities than ever before. The Prime
0: Minister says this agreement will be good for the economy and good for jobs.
3: It's an agreement that, when enacted, will be good for Canadian workers, good for Canadian business, and good for Canadian families. It's an agreement that removes uncertainty for our manufacturers and investors and improves labour rights for all North Americans.
1: And of course, we'll have continuing coverage on the deal throughout our newscast right here on 630 Chad. A quick break here for the 230 news. On the other side, we head to Las Vegas for the anniversary of that horrific shooting, the Las Vegas mass shooting one year ago today.
0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.